Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Oh, boy, I've been waiting for this to get going. Hi, it's Tuesday. It's May 8th. It is your morning ritual. Me, Gary Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Oh, that's just too funny right there. Hang on. Number one. Number one. uh, President Trump is going to make his decision at about 11 a.m. our time to get out of the Iran deal. Right? That's what he did. Yep. You want to get out of the Iran deal? 11 a.m. We're going to... He's going to get out. I, I would be shocked if he stays in it. There's all these stories. But again, who knows? Who knows with the Don... So we'll uh, keep it tight there. Second thing I think you need to know, the New York Attorney General, Eric Schneiderman, who hates Trump, has sued Trump so many times. Uh, he's part of the Me Too movement, standing up for women. Apparently, he was smacking the you-know-what out of his girlfriends. Choking them, smacking them. Hit one so hard she was bleeding from her ear. Had to go see an ear, nose, and throat specialist. Uh, four women came out. Two identified themselves. Two wanted to stay anonymous because they were scared. And they said, this guy's doing all this stuff. Big time Democrat. And he has resigned as of yesterday. Before he resigned, he said, I was only role-playing in his statement. I was role-playing. We were role-playing. Oh, yeah. Hell of a role there. And we'll get, well, we'll get into that. And Trump called this guy out back in 2013. 2013. Says it wasn't abuse. It was role-playing. Sick. Sick. Sick in the real Literally. Sick in the head. Just play Dungeons and Dragons. Role play like well, that. there is that. <clears throat> I'm just saying. Thank you. Third thing. A shield plus one. Well, ugh. third thing I think you need to know is that uh, there is a story out that says John McCain is apparently not expected back to the Senate. That's according to a story in Politico. Uh, Orrin Hatch, and by the way, Orrin Hatch said John McCain should invite Trump to your funeral. By the way, I love people who are saying, I don't, I think it was a rumor. I don't think this is a true story. Uh, John McCain, John McCain has Twitter just like everybody else, and he tweets all kinds. He has no problem putting out statements. He couldn't say, you know, that's not true. I would love if the president would be there. It'd be great if he could be there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Liar. Three things I think you need to know. Look at. If if God decides to call me before my time, Garrett, I want well, you to make sure you invite... It wouldn't invite, be before your time, then. Well, then. It calls me early. I want you to make, make sure you invite the Don to my funeral, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want the Don to go to mine also. <laughs> That's a great point. You're Fine, invited. John. You can have me yours. Let's have me at ours. Yeah. Come want, to my funeral. I want Melania at ours. I want Ivanka at ours. At mine. Not, we're not going together. Now That'd you're asking way too much. Is that, isn't it? Yeah. And my family, of course. I mean, yeah, yeah of course. <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. There's only enough room. It's either your family or the Don. <laughs> Who's it going to be? Well. We'll answer that later. Well. Stay tuned. The answer's coming up. During a Facebook uh, live session. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that, yeah. There you go. I know. Get it? You, you know, know so, so you know what's funny? So this is like this. I mean, this is a huge story, this, this New York Attorney General. I'm just looking at Yahoo right now. On the Yahoo News homepage, there is nothing, nothing on it about... Eric Schneiderman. Nothing on Yahoo News about Eric Schneiderman. 
This is on, it's like they're hiding the story. I'm on yahoo.com right now. And, and I went there purposefully and I, they have a whole thing, a bunch of news stories, different kinds of news, whether it's sports or whatever and whatever and politics and news and what, right? All this stuff. And then they have trending, trending. You'd think that this guy would be trending. He's not even in the top 10 in trending. Um, they, but they do have a story about which one is Trump promised to reshape America. He's already told 1 million immigrants who had legal protections to get out. So they have that from the Huffington Post on there, but nothing about Schneiderman. This is, I mean, it's not surprising. Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, Ronan Farrow, by the way, the guy that uh, NBC News wouldn't allow to break the story about was Harvey Weinstein. He's part of the, he was one of the two uh, reporters that broke this story for the New Yorker about, uh, about Schneiderman. And this guy Schneiderman is a real piece of garbage. I mean, a real piece of garbage. Did you hear about the things that he is accused of doing? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's disgusting. Apparently, one of his girlfriends, he's divorced now, and his, his ex-wife said, I've known Eric 35 years. This is nothing that he would do, blah, 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 blah. But apparently his ex-girlfriends... Uh, four of them, two identified themselves, two remained anonymous, but the apparently the uh, New Yorker looked at pictures of the anonymous ones and everything else, like, and they're scared, which, by the way, what does that say about uh, the, way, the way this guy treats women? They're scared to actually speak publicly. He's been going after Harvey Weinstein. Anyway, apparently the women say that he boozes all the time. One, one of the ex-girlfriends said uh, he was plastered five out of the seven days a week. Uh, he, he took some of their Xanax, wanted to do a bunch of that. Apparently he admitted when he was a state lawmaker, he did cocaine, I guess, while as a state lawmaker. Two women spoke to the New Yorker on the record saying Schneiderman repeatedly hit them during the course of their relationship with him in recent years and never with their consent. Yet he said, look, I was role playing. Neither woman filed any police complaints, but both said they sought out medical attention and confided in people close to them about the abuse. Third woman who was also involved with him told her story to the other two women, but said she was too frightened to come forward. A fourth woman said Schneiderman slapped her when she rebuffed him during an intimate encounter, but also asked to remain unidentified. The New Yorker said it vetted the third woman's allegations, saw a photo of what the fourth woman said was her injury. So he resigned last night because uh, Democratic Governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, said, you better resign. And he's calling for an investigation, and the Manhattan, the Manhattan DA's office has opened an investigation into this guy. And this is, by the way, a week, a week after he said that, uh, hey, when it comes to the Weinstein uh, company, they're going bankruptcy. They need to, they need to basically uh, give all the money to their victims, do the right thing, and give the money to their victims and everything else, and blah, 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 blah. That, and he's getting, so this guy is just a complete and total uh, lightweight. As the Don says, a lightweight. Um, yes, Schneiderman tweeted out the stakeholders of the Weinstein Company bankruptcy should use the sale as an opportunity to do the right thing for victims. Every bidder should have a plan to compensate victims, protect employees, and ensure that enablers of misconduct are not rewarded. This guy did that literally a week ago. April 30th. April 30th. He's part of the Me Too movement. Um, 
Like it's always the guys that act like they're outraged and always act like they are the champions of women, right? That get accused of this stuff and actually wind up doing it. Uh, just so you know, like they keep messing with Trump. And you may not like Trump. You probably do if you listen to this station, but you may not like Trump. But the guy seems to always win. Trump tweeted out on September 11th, 2013. You ready for this? Wiener is gone. Spitzer is gone. Next will be lightweight AG Eric Schneiderman. Is he a crook? Is he a crook? Question mark. Wait and see. Worse than Spitzer or Wiener. Wow. Wow. The Don said that five years ago, four and a half years ago. Schneiderman was quoted as saying on October 24th, 2017. If a woman cannot control her own body, she is not truly free. Wow. He also tweeted, we can't allow President Trump's radical agenda against women to gain traction anywhere in our country. And this guy was beating his girlfriends. On Twitter, after the story was published, Manning Barish, one of the women, said, after the most difficult month of my life, I spoke up for my daughter and for all women. I couldn't remain silent and encourage other women to be brave for me. I could not. She said she was involved with Schneiderman from mid-2013 through the end of 2014. Another woman that came forward, um, uh, she has a very long list, Tanya Selvartnum. Tanya Selvartnum. They came forward. They both said physical abuse escalated over time, included choking and hitting. And again, Schneiderman is a heavy drinker. Um... Man, they said that Schneiderman started getting violent a few weeks after they began dating and slapping her one night after an evening. This is Manning Barish. After an evening out, he slapped her and escalated to choking her. Uh, she told her friends, including novelist Salman Rushdie. She was born in Sri Lanka, and she said Schneiderman started calling her his brown slave and made her say that she was his property. I want you to hear what Schneiderman said at the Women's March this year. The Women's March. Here we go. Are we ready to fight against male supremacy in all its forms? Wow. These people, I mean, they literally have no soul, no conscience, something. I mean, to, to actually say this, it's like, do they lie to themselves over and over and over? Do they just want to say it so much they believe it's true? To not be in touch with reality? It's called compartmentalizing. Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, he's a champion of women, and then he goes in his own private life and beats the hell out of his girlfriends and chokes them, and just role-playing. And, you know, in my mind, it's okay. Hey, 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 you know, this is the same thing as, hey, you should give up your car. I need mine, though. You shouldn't fly in a plane. But I need to. I'm more important than you are. Oh, yeah. This uh, This is incredible stuff. And, again, the Trumpster was all over it. And by the way, this guy was, uh, he was working with Mueller. He was trying to help take down Trump. He w- they were all buddies. He's going to D.C. a lot as the New York Attorney General. I mean, it was, it's all, it really is kind of, uh, really is kind of crazy. And now here we go once again. The hero of the left that was supposed to take down Trump. Not a good person. I mean, you remember how arrogant Anthony Weiner was whenever he'd go on Fox just to have a sparring session. Yeah. Uh, Schneiderman put out a statement to the New Yorker saying, 
in the privacy of intimate relationships, I've engaged in role-playing and other consensual sexual activity. I have not assaulted anyone. I have never engaged in non-consensual sex, which is a line I would not cross. Not assaulted. You slapped the hell out of these girls. You made them bleed. Yeah. This is just part of the story. Again, he went after Trump a lot. Um, Last month, Eric Schneiderman urged state lawmakers to close a loophole that he said could be used to fight state charges by anyone who has received a federal pardon for similar charges. Like the one he's saying, like the one he's facing. Yep. There you have it. By the way, Mayor de Blasio would not, would not. Whatever. This would not uh, condemn this guy. He's not, by the way, bullcrap. Hang on. Tell that person. He's not. What is this person's name? I don't want to hear this. What, what, what is their name? Hang on. Bill, you have a point to make. Welcome to KNST. Stop talking to Ryan. Talk to me. Good morning, Garrett. Hi. You know, we have to, we have to also uh, um, make sure that we point out. These aren't pure accusations. No, they're not. He admit, um, no, not. No, no, no. He admitted to doing it, but he just said it was consensual and it was part of role-playing. He never denied doing it. He just said it was part of role-playing. Uh, yeah. Um, are, are we believing him? Are we believing the girls, the women, that it was uh, assault? Or do we believe him? Until it bears out in, in, in uh, uh, investigation, I mean, we didn't believe... Um, the accusations against Roy Moore. We didn't. Be- we don't believe the accusations of Stormy Daniels. The diff- hang on. We, the diff- no, no. Hang on, Bill. Bill, Bill, the- Bill. Bill, stop talking for a second. He didn't deny it. He didn't say I didn't do that. He said it was part of role playing. So he was smacking the crap out of these women. He didn't say I didn't do right. it. So he admi- he didn't. De- See, with Roy Moore, Roy Moore denied it and still denies it to this day. This guy never denied it. He said I. It was just role playing. So he didn't, what? and he has a sick thing, a sick, a sick, twisted mind to think this is okay, but he thinks it's okay, and there are four but women, he, and he's not saying, I didn't do it, they're lying, he quit and said it was role-playing, but I quit anyway. But was it, was it role-playing? You oh, know that there are... All right, thank okay. you, bye-bye, I've had enough. But was it? I don't... Oh, jeez. I, I got it, but enough. Enough. Uh, it was bad enough to have everybody throw him under the bus, except for de Blasio, of course. Matter of fact, you know what? Wait, a, Bill, and, and you listen, I hung up because I just couldn't take it anymore, and I'm late anyway. But when we get back, you got to hear what Ronan Farrow said, because guess what? The women, the acute, the women that were victims here were told to basically shut up. You want to know why? You'll hear it coming up in three minutes. KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Jen. Oh, yeah, 632, thank you for hanging out. Shockingly, it's going to be very hot again today, and it's going to be that way for a while. This is when uh, the uh, weather people can just literally record their weathers ahead of time on TV and leave. 65 and now 100 and sunny today. 101 tomorrow, 102 Thursday, 100 Friday, a chilly 94 on Saturday. Supposed to be in the mid to upper 90s all of next week, but I'm telling you about tomorrow, it'll be changed to hundreds. Anyway, really quick, uh, this... I want you to hear one more thing. Ronan Farrell, let's play 136. Ronan Farrell's on CNN. He's the guy that broke the story. Mia Farrow's kid broke the story in The New Yorker. The one that wanted to break the story, did break the story about uh, Harvey Weinstein, but NBC News wouldn't let him report it, which is just awesome. So he went somewhere else. 
Uh, this is what Ronan Farrow said about the accusers with Eric Schneiderman, the uh, the perv from uh, New York, the AG. Here we go. In case a woman was bleeding from the ear in a persistent way afterwards. But the point I want to make is that in those conversations after the fact, a lot of their friends and loved ones said, don't do it, don't speak out against him. And in some cases, that was because they feared the risk of reprisals. You know, they described uh, him threatening people, uh, using his office and his power to say, you know, he could wiretap people or he could come after people. But also in some cases, Allison, those friends warned them off of talking because they thought that he had the power to do too much good for the Democratic Party. Wow. Hey, listen, just shut up and take the slaps and the abuse for the good of the Democratic Party. That is the party of women, right? Party of women. Just shh. Women get beat. Listen, it's all for the greater good, right? Like that guy. That guy, yes, the one that really is what the Democrats represent. You know, that commie guy for the greater good. It's all, it's good. It's good. Yeah, can you imagine if Republicans, if that, somebody came out and said, listen, don't say anything. Don't speak up for the good of the Republican Party. The media be all over it. All over it. I mean, you just heard it. So how can women, I mean, you get the vagina marches that are out there. And they're just wanting the Dems out there. And they hate Trump. Nasty man. This, that. And then one of their own. One of their, you know, there's a crazy chick on TBS named Samantha B. I've never really, I can't stomach her. She hates Trump. Every show is about hating Trump on TBS. She's allegedly funny. There's an, oh, I saw on, on, uh, on YouTube, though, because all the stuff's coming out. She did this big, giant interview and report where she just loved him and praised him and made him into a superhero. I wonder what she thinks about him today. Oh, yeah. More coming up. This is just unbelievable. Oh, I got to tell you something else, too. Remember Phil Sabino High, who was in here? Uh, and he was spilling the beans about uh, the mistreatment, the names he was being called by teachers because they disagreed with his politics. A high school kid. Well, apparently somebody put up a sign in support of him, but you have to hear what happened to it. Now, you know, I'll put the picture on my page during the break. That's coming up in about five minutes. Here's the latest from Fox. Oh, yeah. 641, thanks for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. One, President Trump is going to make his decision about the Iran deal and announce it at about 11 a.m. local time today. Should be interesting. Second thing I think you need to know, the New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman, a uh, big Democrat, big Trump hater, has sued Trump a whole bunch of times, couldn't stand him. He was, uh, listen, he was the big hope for the Democratic Party to take down Trump, him and Mueller. And he is now out of a job. He resigned because it came out. Apparently he had uh, four ex-girlfriends and they all said he smacked the you-know-what out of us. He claimed he was just role-playing. He didn't deny doing it. Said it was role-playing. And he's a big Me Too person. What's the... What's the Me Too movement? The Me Too movement, you know, where it's uh, you got to stand up for women against violence and sexual harassment, and sexual violence and all that other stuff. Me Too, Me Too, Me Too. All these. I mean, listen, it's not just Dems. There are Republicans that do it, too. But it's interesting. I mean, he was speaking at the Women's March, the Vagina March this year. Oh, yeah. Again. Oh, here. The, the uh, Sri Lanka girlfriend. Said he slapped me, spit on me, called me his brown slave, said he made me say I'm his property. That's the party of women right there, isn't it? Third thing, I think you need to know, uh, Orrin Hatch says John McCain is not expected back in the Senate, and he is mad as hell that John McCain, let it be known he doesn't want Trump in his funeral, said, John, invite President Trump to your funeral. Good luck with that one. Three things I think you need to know. There you have it. What, 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 what? Oh, my God. Probably. Probably. Ryan's sending me messages. I'd get in trouble if I read them. Um, so before we get uh, back to this, oh, by the way, Allie Miller, 
Pima County Supervisor Allie Miller, who was on the show yesterday and broke the news, and I can't thank her enough for that. And uh, the interview that I did with her, it's going viral. I mean, it's a lot of people sharing it, a lot of people hearing it about the bowling alley. Pima County can't, they don't put any money to fix the damn roads. People want the roads fixed. They're awful. And instead of fixing the roads, they're going to spend about $3 million bucks on a bowling alley on Miracle Mile because they want to convert it somehow into um, storage and, and, a, and a big community center for facilities and come get this free stuff and that free stuff and this and that. That's what's needed right now. All these, by the way, all these services are already in buildings. But anyway, Allie uh, is going to be on the show probably at some point in the 8 o'clock hour. She's going to call in when she gets a chance because she has new news about the hidden costs that it's going to cost a lot more than the three mil that I just told you about. So you want to stay tuned to that. Okay? Stay tuned. Um, there's a lot of shiftiness that goes on with Chuck Huckleberry, the Pima County Administrator. So we'll get to that. Now, all of a sudden, I got a text yesterday from good old Phil. Do you remember Phil from Sabino High School? He's a kid. He was here, what, a week? Ten days ago, I think, right? Came into studio on a Friday to talk about uh, how teachers have called him a racist and a bigot because he actually in class said there's a difference between illegal immigrants and legal immigrants. Teacher went off on him. I mean, he told all these stories. Administrators asked him about his abortion views, which, why? And, and then uh, the woman from administration there at Tabino High saying, well, it doesn't matter what you think because you're a man. You should have no say and you should have no opinion. So anyway, he came on and spouted all these things. And some people at Sabino got upset and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But there are some people that really do dig it. And I'm in the process of putting this up at KNST.com. I got a, a text from Phil yesterday. He couldn't see this face-to-face, and I'll explain in a second why. But somebody took a big... How do you describe this? It's not like a bed sheet. It's like... It's a banner. It, is that what it is? It's a yeah. big banner. It's a white banner. And they painted, hand-painted, on the banner. And it's pretty big. Phil Peterson... Sabino Hero, Raised Right, iHeart AM 790. I forgot the KNST part, but we'll take that. We'll take it. Uh, where was this? This was right next to Sabino High School. It gets better. It, get, it gets better. So I asked, I asked Phil, I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Who made that? And he said, I don't know. Somebody who goes to Sabino maybe? And I said, you really don't know who it is? And he said, it was torn down a few hours later. It was in front of the school, barely off campus. He wrote to me, I didn't go. The principal didn't want me to, but someone sent it to me, the picture. And I'll put in the picture up at KNST.com. So I sent it to Ryan, and Ryan's like, check. And Ryan texted me last night, check your email. I'm like, okay, that's weird. So apparently we found out uh, who did this. A KNST listener. I mean, obviously, right? Obviously. I'm debating if I should put the email up as well. Did you get permission to use his name? I'm not using his name. Oh, okay. Anyway, this guy, this listener writes Ryan. And he says, after, and he writes, after hearing the Phil Peterson interview last week, I hung this banner on a utility right of way at the intersection of Harrison and Snyder approaching Sabino High School. And I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. All traffic approaching from the west, the east, or south Got a good look at it while stopped at the four-way stop signs. The banner... (laughs) The banner 
was installed at 7 a.m. And by 7.15 a.m., a school administrator, and he describes it. The school administrator driving a white pickup truck with custom plates that say Mr. Ducks. Is he an Oregon alum? Anyway, the white pickup truck driven by the school administrator with the plates Mr. Ducks pulled into the adjacent Mormon church seminary classroom, interrupted a seminary class, a student later told me, and requested that the church remove the banner. So it was not on the school's property, but the school administrator was so upset, Mr. Ducks, Howard, Mr. Ducks, that he went to the church and said, can you get this off your property? He interrupted a class. He was so incensed. He requested the church remove the banner. And the listener writes, again, it was on a utility right-of-way, not church property. So it wasn't even on their property. It was in a right-of-way. So he writes, I got some bad video of he and his companion fleeing when I came over to chat with them. He didn't send that to you, huh? Yeah. Pima County Sheriff School Resource Officer drove by slowly around 7.20 a.m., Took a look, but didn't stop. That may have been coincidence, but I'm guessing that Mr. Ducks called for backup, he writes. Anyhow, a guy from the Mormon church came out around 8.30 and took the banner down, but only after a few hundred Sabino students, teachers, parents got a good look. I got the banner back and hoped to make it reappear somewhere or send it with Phil to hang in his college dorm next fall. <laughs> Is that fantastic or what? That's just so good. So good. By the way, another story. I got to somehow put this up. I got to blur out the license plate that's above my pay grade. You know how to blur out a picture? I do. Do you? I'll send it to you. My wife uh, called me on Sunday. She's driving around, and she sees this guy in a pickup truck. And on the back of the pickup truck with the bed, you know, right when you lower the thing. Yes. Tailgate. The tailgate. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not really a man. Mm. So anyway, um, on the tailgate, I'm going to show you this, Ryan. Where did it go? Uh, I saved in my pictures. Hang on. So Be careful what you show me, please. Oh, shush. I don't do that. (laughs) I'm not one of those. I know what can happen to those things. So on the tailgate, it's a black truck, and it's lifted, and in big white letters on the tailgate, it says, Trump. <laughs> I mean, the guy's not shy. The best part is he just he decided to park in a handicapped spot because there was nothing else available, and he's like, screw it. <laughs> so my wife literally followed him. She probably This guy was probably like, this, this person's going to yell at me for having this crazy, crazy anti-Trumper. And my, and my wife's on the phone, and she goes, oh my, she calls me, oh my God, there's this truck, and it says Trump. I got I to tell him I like it. I'm going to follow him. I'm like, okay, be careful, weirdo. And she follows him, and I hear her. She's on the phone with me, and she's like, hi. And she has to throw the, and she never does this. I guess she had to justify herself. My husband does a radio show, oh, and I'm like, oh, God, just, oh, God. Is that how she gets into the clubs as well? No, that would kick her out. <laughs> anyway, she goes, I just want to say that I love your, your truck. I love the sign on the back. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. It's like, okay. <laughs> she drives away. Bye, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, that happened, which is nice. But she's like, you know what? We need to let people know like this that have the, the guts to do something like that, that it's appreciated because usually people only yell at you. They don't ever thank you. You go to a restaurant, very rarely do you call the restaurant after you leave and you're like, I just want to let you know the server was great, food is great, everything. You expect that. 
People only call or contact anybody if they want to complain. Well, most of the time. Most of the time. That's just human nature. Anyway. Um, so uh, the surveys after you buy something expensive, and they go, well, how do we do? And you want to be bothered with it when it's fine. I always fill them out. Do you? Yeah. Well, when, when you only want to fill it out, usually when, um, unless it's zero res, I just tell Scott. Oh my God. Well, there you go. Yeah. But then you, you, you know, if you generally only want to fill it out, if there's a problem, I'm going to let them know what I think. Bah, 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 bah. You know what? That's not entirely true. I most, I didn't say everybody. I said most, most. You really want it when it's bad service, but when it's great service, you got to tell somebody so this person gets their their proper recognition. And my wife feels that way. She's hmm. she's in um, the service industry, mm-hmm. whatever you want. Yes, call she it. is. Wait, what? It's time for break. Not not in the kind of service where like Schneiderman expected his girlfriends yeah. to be in the service. <clears throat> Six fifty two. Uh, I got something funny for you. A you stu- a student wanted to fight oppression. A chick student. You have to hear. What she did to fight oppression. Who are these people? This is, you're going to love this. You're going to laugh out loud. It's coming up in uh, four. KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the word cash to 200 200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's cash to 200 200. Seven oh seven on this Tuesday, May eighth. What are you doing? You listening? Good. I appreciate that. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. And there are three things I think you need to know. Number one, President Trump is going to make his decision at about eleven a.m. our time on the Iran deal. And there are stories out there saying that he is going to uh, get us out of it. He's going to no more. Done. Not going to certify it again. We'll see what he does. Second thing I think you need to know, Eric Schneiderman was the Attorney General of New York until yesterday, late last night. He resigned because apparently four women came out, told the New Yorker, this guy who is a big Democrat, big Trump hater, part of the Me Too movement, standing up for women, well, he beat the hell out of us when he dated us. He hit us, he choked us. One of the girlfriends is from Sri Lanka, and she said that uh, he called me his uh, brown slave, he spit on me, he's a big drinker, he's... Yeah, Me Too movement, party of women, party of women. There you go. He is, uh, he is now done, and they actually Manhattan DA is now opening up an investigation against him, or into him, I should say. Uh, third thing, I think you need to know. This is another interesting story that I have uh, right here. Actually, we could we could put this one up. Um, when it comes to our economy, are you uh, are you ready for this? Uh, apparently, the Congressional Budget Office says that April was the best month in the history of the United States budget. The best month in history, according to Congressional Budget Office figures. See, not just projections. Well, you don't trust the CBO when it comes to projections because they don't count a lot of stuff. Now they're actually counting actually everything that was there. What does this mean? The government collected $515 billion dollars. And spent $297 billion. A monthly, get it, Gary, they had a surplus, the federal, federal government, in April of $218 billion. But what, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. But the, the paid, what's going on? The tax cuts. People are paying less in taxes. How did they collect $515 billion and spend just $297 billion? Uh, CBO says there's a surging economy. It left Americans with more money in their paychecks. And more to pay Uncle Sam because of that. Yeah, this is a record. The the previous record was 190 billion 
set in 2001. 297 billion is all we spent. 218 billion dollar surplus. CBO analysts were surprised by this because they're dumb. Some some 40 billion more than they'd guessed a month ago. So 40 billion more than they thought would actually get in there. Hmm. Yeah. Those payments were most mostly related to economic activity in 2017 and may reflect stronger than expected income growth in that year. Uh, part of the strength of receipts also may reflect larger than anticipated payments for economic activity in 2018. Whoops. So there you go. But you know you're not going to hear that now. If there was this happened under Obama, it'd be everywhere. Three things I think you need to know. So let's talk some Schneiderman right now, just real quick. If you're just tuning in, this is a this is a big freaking deal. This guy hated Trump so much, still hates Trump, sued Trump a lot. I mean, he's not a Trump guy whatsoever, and that's fine. But he was uh, he was trying to take Trump down, and the left was hoping he would take Trump down. Whether it was through Trump University, whatever it might be, working hand-in-hand hand trying to get some stuff to Mueller and back and forth and everything else. And this guy was a rising star in the Democratic Party as the Democratic Attorney General for New York. Right? So, um, um, now, just so you know, uh, apparently some there were, there were a lot of women. Four women, two identify themselves, two anonymous to the New Yorker. Uh, and let's let's talk about one, a Harvard-educated activist writer named, and these are all Democratic women, by the way, Tanya Selvarnum. She was one of the girlfriends. She told the New Yorker she had a year-long affair with Schneiderman. It was a fairy tale that became a nightmare, quickly escalated into violence in the bedroom, and he begged for threesomes. Sometimes he'd tell me to call him master and he'd slap me until I did, she said. He started calling me his brown slave and demand that I repeat that I was his property. Can you play again the short um the short soundbite of Schneiderman when he was at the women's march? He was at the women's march, baby, oh, because he supports women. Yeah, he supports women. Uh he said this while talking to the crowd earlier this year, good. Are we ready to fight against male supremacy in all its forms? Yeah, master. She said the slap started getting started after we'd gotten to know each other. It was at first as if he were testing me. Then it got stronger and harder. It wasn't consensual. This wasn't sexual placating. This was abusive, demeaning, threatening behavior. She said the that as the violence grew, so did the sexual demands. Quote, he was obsessed with having a threesome and said it was my job to find a woman. He said he'd have nothing to look forward to if I didn't and would hit me until I agreed. She said she had no intention of adding a second woman to their bed, and the abuse increased until Schneiderman was not only slapping her, but spitting on her and choking her, she said. He was cutting off my ability to breathe, she said. Soon we could rarely have sex without him beating me. The attorney general was often fueled by booze, she said, and he would push her to drink too. Drink your bourbon, turnip, she said he ordered her, using his nickname for her. Finally, a friend uh, helped her leave. Schneiderman told New York Magazine, in the privacy of intimate relationships, I have engaged in role-playing. Role-playing. And other consensual sexual activity. I have not assaulted anyone. I have never engaged in non-consensual sex, which is a line I would not cross. I have not assaulted anyone, yet she said... Everything I just told you. Everything I just told you. That's just one of the women. Right? Oh, yeah. 
You notice again, this is this is one of the guys that uh, publicly lives one way, acts one way, says things one way, and then privately is a is the complete and total opposite. Not truthful. That's why people just you know the media just doesn't get it. They'll be more outraged, by the way, still about Stormy Daniels saying whatever she says, and who knows if it's true or not. I'm surprised CNN didn't actually have Stormy Daniels' attorney on as a guest to comment on Eric Schneiderman. Because he's been on that, according to Kellyanne Conway, he was, he's been on CNN. Stormy Daniels' attorney has been on CNN 65 times or something like that over the past month or something like that, or month or two months. Um, and that's where their ratings sick. Nobody cares. See, we know about Trump. We know about Trump fooling around on his wives. We get all that. At least he's honest. Like, we respect honesty. That's why we can't stand John McCain or Jeff Flake, because they tell us one thing and do another. Just be honest. Maybe people will support you with your whacked-out views. Maybe they won't. Maybe you'd get some big business, cheap labor Republicans and a whole bunch of Democrats voting for you if they were just honest. Trump, well, he's not honest. He's a liar. We know everything about it. And you know what we care about? The job that's done. I'm sorry, where, where are the stories of Trump slapping around the women? It's always Weinstein, who's a big Democratic supporter, uh, Kevin Spacey. How many actors? How many more? How many more have, I mean, there's so, Matt Lauer, it goes on and on and on, right? And now you have this. And now you have this. I'm telling you. It really is, uh, it really is incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Uh, we'll have more on this coming up. Is she ready to go? Let's take a quick time out then, and then we'll do it. Um, Allie Miller is calling into the show. We're going to get her in about uh, right after this commercial break. This is very important. There's an update to this story about Pima County buying a bowling alley. They want to get back to the Schneiderman stuff and everything else. Um, but apparently it's going to cost you a lot more than the almost three mil that we've been talking about. And if you missed it, uh, the interview with Allie is on my Facebook page. It can't, it's also at KNST.com. I Heart Radio channel, just search Garrett Lewis, iHeartRadio.com or the app. Again, Pima County wants to buy a bowling alley, Chalk Huckleberry, for almost $3 million bucks to consolidate all kinds of services that are already all over Pima County into one giant building. We can't have the roads get fixed, but they want to spend $3 million bucks on a freaking bowling alley. And we talked about how bad it was. Allie brought that out, that the owner of the bowling alley gets to another year. He could just keep it open, not pay rent, not pay property tax, or just get it out. Whatever it is he wants to do. And there's more to it. This is an old building. Is there asbestos? What is it really going to cost? Ooh. Wait till you find out what Allie has to say coming up in five. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Shun. All right. It's uh, 723. Thank you for hanging out. Going to be sunny and about 100 today. Sunny and about 100 today. Sounds like fun. Supposed to be in the mid-90s next week. Much cooler. Get out your winter hats. Um, all right, so uh, there's new news, apparently, for this ridiculous story about Pima County and Chuck Huckleberry, the administrator, wanting to spend almost $3 bucks to buy a bowling alley on Miracle Mile and make it the giant community services center when we all are clamoring for the freaking roads to be fixed. I want to spend almost $3 bucks on this, but they tell us we need a sales tax for the first time ever in Pima County to fix the roads. Get out of here. And that wouldn't even go to roads. It's a general, t- general fund, whatever. Allie Miller... The only supervisor that's doing a damn thing about this joins us again with an update. Hi, Allie. How you doing? Hi. Good morning, Garrett. All right. So what you got? Well, um, yesterday um, I was reading through the documentation in preparation for the board meeting, and I 
Notice that in one document it says they remodeled the kitchen recently, you know, the $500,000 worth of improvements, mm. and the other document said the bar. So I called my staff and asked them to pull the permits, any permits that they could find on this to see what had actually been done. And unfortunately, there is uh, these records are locked. However, they were able to pull up uh, records from the Department of Environmental Quality. Those records were not locked. And it shows that back in April of 2017, uh, uh, Golden Pins had an analysis done on their building, and uh, it was a company called Desert Analytical that did the analysis. And one of the questions on the document says, is asbestos present? It says Yes. Oh, boy. Yep. And then there is, as part of the renovation, they also have to get a permit from the Department of Environmental Quality to actually do the work. And it talked about there's asbestos in the ceiling tiles, in the drywall systems, and something VAT slash mastic. I assume that's what holds the tiles on the floor, maybe. Mm. But... Uh, that's where the asbestos is present, and they have the type of work practices, full containment, critical barriers, negative air machines, et cetera, et cetera. You have to wet it down. Um, and so Southwest Hazard Control actually did this renovation. And it's, you know, what's interesting is you do these renovations, you have to follow federal guidelines. It's very, very strict. And the one thing that I'm going to be asking for is the cost of, uh, it appears they did about 554 square feet of renovation, uh, which is documented in the uh, analysis. So the question becomes, how much is this going to cost the taxpayers when it comes time to renovate and redo this facility to, uh, to repurpose and, and reuse it as a facility for um, drug treatment and um, breast mammograms and, and those types of things. Um, this is getting really bad. Um, and I believe once you start digging in on these types of things, it'll be interesting to see what it costs them for 550 square feet. Yeah, so, okay, so first off, are you sure that they got all the, um, all the permits? I mean, you got, they got permits and stuff like that. Did they do right. everything the right way? Well, they had they paid company a company called um, Southwest. Uh, what is it? Southwest Hazard Control. Okay. So they have real strict guidelines. They have to follow. Okay. They had to dispose of, of it in the Marana landfill. They have real strict guidelines related to asbestos removal. Um, and it, it appears it was only 554 square feet. And uh, so that's the surface area that they actually did. Obviously, this building's a lot bigger than that. And we do know the estimate to uh, remove at, at, or demo uh, three restrooms was 225000 Yep, from that golf course, the Steve Christie golf course uh, donation. Yep. So yep. that'd be two hundred twenty five. And again, this, this building is almost 50,000 square feet. Exactly, yes. And this was not... Uh, disclosed to the board uh, in the memorandum from Mr. Huckleberry in any of the background material. Had I not, you know, been curious about what actually got done down there, we would have never known this. And this, this, this is, is uh, this is a big deal. Yeah, so they it have, is going to cost yeah, a lot of money. A ton of money. And we already own a building. I, I'm sitting in an office right now that has asbestos in it. 
And we had to sit here when they renovated Steve Christie's office and the ceiling tiles, there were particles falling down into my office all over. And we're buying another building that we have to renovate for asbestos. How about we do it for the Pima County employees that are here right now versus uh, buying another building to renovate? This is absolutely, uh, you know, unbelievable that I mean, we, we would we, be doing this. We need to look at this. You know, you know, you just have to sit back and the questions that come to mind. And by the way, this is Allie Miller who you're listening to on KNSD AM 790, Pima County Supervisor District 1. The questions that come to mind are, is this purchase happening because the owner realized there is an asbestos problem and he just wants to get rid of it because he doesn't have to pay for all this stuff. Uh, two, um, why didn't any of the supervisors, other ones, that obviously must have known about this, because you said yesterday, once Chuck puts us in a memo, he knows he can do it because he already pretty much has the guarantee he'll get the votes. Why didn't they question him? Do they not, do they, do they not question him now about this stuff? I mean, there, there's still time for them to say, Chuck, if they really had any gumption, and you're going to say it, how much will it cost for the asbestos cleanup? Right. And this is, these are absolutely legitimate questions to be asking. And quite frankly, who would buy a building that was uh, full of asbestos? Yeah. Who would buy that? To, at, to over market va- at, at, at over market value by 30%. Yes. 30 and, and potentially 40% because the other uh, appraisal said 2 million. <laughs> the first appraisal on the same date, same time, signed by the same appraiser was 2 million. And then the same date, same time, was 2.2 million, which is it? Um, and so it could be as much as 40% more than what it's worth. And this is absolutely, I, I just hope people show up to this meeting and I hope people start speaking out because how many more uh, buildings are we going to buy from folks that, have, that need asbestos abatement? Um, this is wrong. This should not be done. We already have a facility in the description and the background material is talking about a Pima County-owned facility over in Flowing Wells where we already serve, I think it was roughly 12,000 uh, women uh, per year. Why don't we just continue doing what we're doing there? It, obviously, it's a good location if that many women are showing up at that location, and obviously it's working quite well if we're able to serve that many people. And to say we need to buy this new facility that we'll have to do asbestos, asbestos abatement in is just wrong. And um, people need to email, you know, it's district1 at pima.gov is my email. Just go down the list, two, three, four, five, or you can go to pima.gov and get all the emails and phone numbers for folks. But your roads aren't getting fixed. They're continuing to fall apart. These monies come out of the general fund. And, and guess what's on the agenda next week? What's that? A, a, a master agreement to do asbestos abatement, mold abatement for seven hundred plus thousand dollars that has uh, four one-year renewals on it. So you know that's over three point two million dollars for this type of thing, and taxpayers uh, should be outraged by wait, this. So, I know I am. Wait, so wait a second. What, what is that? What is that for? Is that for just a random? Is he trying to hide that? Is that is that for well, this particular bowling yeah. alley? When, you, when he does these master agreements, it is not specific to a project, so he'll charge to it for multiple projects. So it makes it very difficult to be able to track down project costs. For example, on the courthouse, when they did the asbestos abatement over there, we had to run around uh, to all of these master agreements because that's how we did the initial renovations. He was using monies left over on master agreements and charging there. And, uh, yes, it makes it very difficult to uh, track the project cost. 
and it's as if you're just doing these general um, tasks around the county that are, you know, real small tasks. But this isn't the case here. These need to be tracked specific to this project. So if I understand it, again, so he basically says, I need 700 grand a year, and I'm going to use it for abatements at different locations. And yeah, the, the, not I, telling you exactly not where I'm going to use it. Yeah. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he wants to, he puts out a memo to buy this bowling alley. You find out that all of a sudden there's asbestos everywhere, and all of a sudden next week there's a thing on the agenda that says, I need 700 grand a year for five straight years. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Five, and by the way, and he doesn't tell you what it's used for, but obviously, let's not be stupid here. Now, yeah. didn't he say also that they, if he buys this building for almost three million bucks after closing costs and everything, it's going to save taxpayers six hundred grand a year in leases they have to provide these services around town of these different buildings. So, it might as that's well buy. What he, that's what he says, and they have some building at Prince and First Avenue that they're leasing for six hundred thousand a year. It didn't sound like it was that. I, I think it was somewhere around seven thousand square feet, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, let me tell you. I'm I, wondering I why are we paying yeah. that much in in leasing? Yeah. Uh, let me tell you something. I, I work a block away from that at Oracle in Fort Lowell, uh-huh. and this is not a nice area. If he if he is if if the county is is paying six hundred grand a year to lease a building, I'm in the wrong business. I need to buy a building and lease it to you suckers. Yeah, exactly. And I've got to find out which building it is, exactly how much how much square footage, but that doesn't even make sense to no. me that you would pay that much money. Is that a friend and of his? And whenever we leave oh. things to people, it's always a whole lot. It's yeah. usually under the market exactly. value. You guys at least in a worldview at under market value. I wonder if that First yeah. Avenue Prince building might be a friend of his or a friend of one of the supervisors. Who knows? So, But, but here's the point, though, too, is that he's saying we could save six hundred grand a year by buying this building and not paying leases. But it's going to spend seven hundred grand a year for at least five years to get rid of asbestos. Well, we don't know if all of that money will be oh. spent on this building, but that's the thing he's not disclosing is how much that is going to cost us. And it's uh, you know if we um, want to invest in some sort of a building, we, it would be cheaper for us to build a building ourselves than to renovate yeah. asbestos, and it would be exactly what we wanted. Um, and I'm not, uh, don't get me wrong, I am not supporting building a new building because we already have facilities where we could be housing these services. They're already out there, right? Yep. They're already there. So what is the sudden urgent need? Well, people can read between the lines. This is absolutely outrageous that this is coming up now. And the purchase is uh, on the May 15th agenda, as well as that asbestos abatement uh, contract being on the May 15th agenda. And I do hope people show up, make phone calls if you're working, uh, uh, send send an email and start getting more active in your government because we've all sat back and and hope for the best and we see what's happening at the national level. It's frightening, uh, this police state mentality. And we've got to stop this. And, and this project absolutely needs to be stopped. So the, Uh, the meeting is going to be a week from today. Yep, in Pima, May 15th. At, at the Pima County, uh, at your building. Just in case people don't know, where, where are your meetings? It's at 130 West Congress, and it's on the first floor in the Board of Supervisors hearing room. The meeting starts at 9 a.m., and if you wish to speak, you can put in a speaker's card, and the open call is held at the beginning of the meeting. There's a couple, couple of um, procedural-type things that we do, and then they go right to open call. So anyone can come in and speak about any topic they wish. 
The board can't interact with them, obviously, because mm-hmm. that would be a violation of open meeting law. But you can come in and express your opinion. And, and like I said, the Red for Ed, we had a, at least 150 people show up. But for these types of things, um, people aren't showing up. They're not communicating. Um, they're not sending emails and saying, I want my roads fixed first. And, you know, District 1 taxpayers pay uh, about 36% of all the property taxes for all five districts. So uh, I do hope we hear from the District 1 taxpayers that enough is enough, and we've got to stop Chuck Huckleberry from doing this uh, purchase. And again, what he's doing is not illegal. It's just wasteful and wrong. No, it's not illegal. Wasteful and wrong. It is wrong. Um, Why would you buy a building that you have to do asbestos abatement on, number one? And number two, he put this forward and did not inform the supervisors that it has asbestos. Yep. And the interesting thing about the golf course, he first said those restrooms absolutely had asbestos. Then he sent a memo and said they did not. And then in the boardroom, when I asked the question, I went back and listened to the video, and he said, I didn't say there wasn't asbestos. So, you know, we'll find out uh, whether there's asbestos or not down there. Uh, I think (sighs) we need to pull permits there as well and see if they got a hazard permit to remove those restrooms. It's just wrong. It is wrong. And it, but dumping this on the backs of taxpayers, the poorest communi- one of the poorest communities in the state, and they're willing to dump this onto the taxpayers because someone doesn't want to uh, deal with uh, asbestos abatement. And by the way, real quick, again, I'm ignorant, and we're running short on time, but um, why, why were those permits not, why are they locked up? Is that normal? No. Um, the building permits, we could not, they're locked up. It just so happened that we were able, you know, the environmental quality issues separate permits for asbestos abatement. So but, they, but, they, not but it's not locked. normal. I mean, were they, they trying to hide this so nobody could find out anything? We do not know. Um, you know, people can make their own judgment, but that's, uh, you seldom see uh, permits locked up so that you cannot access, access them, especially a supervisor's office. We should have 100% complete access to all of these permits. There's no reason that you would lock up these permits. Yeah. So uh, luckily, they, uh, the uh, environmental quality permits were not locked up, okay. and we got this information so we all know this going in, and he wants to pay <laughs> over over the uh, the uh, uh, appraised value of this. This is absolutely obscene. Okay, uh, really quick, uh, your district one at pima.gov is that the email? That's my email, and then, and district then it, two, there's district five three. districts. You, and what's Huckleberries? Yeah. Is this because then you go to pima.gov and you can fill out a form that goes to him. Yeah, you go to Pima.gov and you can get his, it has county administrator there. Yep. You can click on it. You can find his email address very easily okay. there. And I hope people make phone calls as well. Yeah. And, and start telling these folks, we have got to fix the roads. Stop giving it lip service. Stop playing games and use the money for the roads because this is general fund money. Yep. which can be used anywhere. Yep. And um, I'm sick and tired of hearing we can't fix the roads. There you go. Uh, yeah. Allie, thank you for telling us all this. We didn't miss anything, okay. did we? Nope, I okay. don't know. Nope. If not, call me back, but we'll get you on again. Thank you so much, Allie. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you for all the hard work. Okay, thanks, Garrett. you got to take care. Where is uh, Steve Christie for all this crap, huh? We'll continue. We're really late, but we're going to get your, uh, your your comments. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Here's Fox. 7.45 on this uh, Tuesday. 
How about that? Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All my son refers to this as the Hotel Transylvania uh, two-bed. Ready? Ready? Rack and Dennis dancing. Anyway, three things I think you need to know very quickly. Number one, number one, uh, Trump is going to make his announcement about the Iran deal at about 11 a.m. our time. Two, uh, Eric Schneiderman resigns as New York Attorney General after the Me Too Democratic Attorney General for New York is outed by four women he was having affairs with and dating that they said he beat the hell out of us. And he, and he, and he said it was just role-playing as he slapped him, slapped him so hard their ears would bleed. Oh, yeah, good guy, good guy. Hated Trump, tried to take Trump down, was a big hope of the left. Third thing I think you need to know, the Congressional Budget Office says April was the best month ever for the United States budget. Best month ever. Surplus? You talking surplus? Holy smokes. Um, even though the Trump tax cuts are happening, we're, oh my God, we're going to lose money. We're going to go into debt. This is crazy. The government collected $515 billion, spent just $297 billion for a monthly surplus of $218 billion. That blew away the record set no one of $190 billion. CBO analysts were shocked by this. More than they expected. No kidding. Three things I think you need to know. So a couple things about Alley interview real quick. Yeah, the Don. A couple things. Why are the permits locked up? That's why I asked her then. I'm like, wait, wait, the permits were locked up? And that's why I have uh, people emailing me, permits locked up? Something really stinks here. These are public records. $600,000 a year for a building? On Prince and First? This place, this area where we are, I mean, I'm at Oracle and Fort Lowell, literally go over one block, go up one block, go over. That's, uh, that's First. And it's awful. You don't want to be here at night, or let alone the, the day or morning. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. 600,000. And you're going to get, you know, here's the thing. Either Sharon Bronson, Ramon Valadez, and um, what the hell's the other one's name? Uh, oh, yeah, Dick Elias. Dick Elias. Either they're corrupt as hell or dumb as hell. I mean, do they not care about money? Do they just do everything that, that uh, you know, you know what uh, Huckleberry wants to do? Spend, spend, spend. They don't question, hey, how much is this going to cost us? And what about, is there asbestos? That Golden Pins bowling, lay, bowling alley they want to buy on Miracle Mile that Huckleberry wants to buy is an old building. And as and you thank God, again, the they didn't think, to, they somebody locked up the damn permits because they didn't want this to get out. Yet, thank God, Allie and her staff were smart enough to realize, well, what about the, uh, you know, the Department of, of uh, Environmental Quality? And... And they're reporting about the asbestos that's there. And this is not good. This is not good. You better just light up the phone lines and everything else, man. I'm telling you what. John, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hi. Hey, good morning. You kind of stole my thunder a little bit, but um, getting to Allie Miller's uh, comments um, today and then uh, the previous time you interviewed her, um, you know, Huckleberry and these county board of supervisors, Either, like you said, they're either corrupt or they're stupid, but obviously we know the business owners uh, are benefiting, but who on the, you know, on the Pima County side, you come wonder if maybe there's uh, money going underneath the table, especially when I heard this morning you're talking about the permits being locked up. Mm-hmm. You think Miller could have gone to the Pima County attorney and said, why don't you walk down with me, let's go into their office, and you explain to them why they can't do that. I don't but know, I don't as, know. Be don't, that as it may... Yeah. Why, do, why doesn't she go to the FBI or to the uh, state attorney general? Because, 
you know, but nothing's illegal. No, no, hang on, hang on, nothing, something. Not, but nothing's illegal. It's just wasteful spending. Uh, yeah, but if there's money being thrown underneath the but table, we don't know. Words, but you're you don't, saying that you don't the know county that. board is yeah. that uh, is, is that dumb? Then there's nothing wrong. But politicians aren't that dumb. No, the I don't know. Sharon Bronson drove into a freaking wall of water and ruined a, a county car. That's true. I mean, she's not the brightest right. bulb. Right, but uh, when alleys bring this up to the surface, you think the other ones would do an about face, but they're not. So again, why? Uh, I listen. I'm there's, there's I, I got nothing for you. I mean, obviously, look, look at the deal that they got a donation. It's not illegal, but it just costs taxpayers money. What sucks is that people just need to vote these morons out. I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, we all want perp walks. We want Hillary to be perp walked. This one to be perp walked. I get it. But it's just, it's not going to happen that way unless there's just so blatant. It's just not going to happen. They're all friends. The Pima County, let me tell you, the Pima County uh, attorney is a big dem that's friends with all these people, too. So well, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure they're it. But the yeah. fact that the permits are locked up is saying they don't want anyone to see it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, dude. This is yeah. all, this is all, people probably call, call in or email me. And thank you for the phone call, John. I appreciate it. If you know more about this than I do, let me know because I... This is uh, this is craziness. This is absolute craziness. Seven fifty one. We'll continue. Got more on this. Got to get the Schneiderman. All kinds of stuff. Don't go anywhere. Morning ritual. Garrett Lewis. KNST AM seven ninety two sounds most stimulating. Talk. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the word luck to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's luck to two hundred two hundred. All right, let's do it. Eight oh eight. What's up? It's Tuesday. Yes, yes. It's May eighth. It's your morning ritual. It's your mother's favorite show. No, I'm just kidding. It's your daughter's favorite. I'm just... It's your morning... Is that... It's your morning ritual. Me, Gary Lewis. KNSTAM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things... Yeah, exactly. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, Now, here's the thing. When you ask a question, please make sure it's smart. Otherwise, you might hear Don say something before. Stupid three. question. Exactly. Three things I think you need to know. <laughs> Number one, the Don's going to give his um, his answer. He's going to is he going to just end the Iran deal? I think he is, and we're going to find out in about three hours, about eleven a.m. local time. Uh, second thing I think you need to know: Eric Schneiderman is no longer the Attorney General of New York. The big Dem who hates Trump. I mean, you know what's bad when you know what late night TV is bad when Seth Meyers interviews the New York State Attorney General. That's entertaining on, on late, a late night show. That's why nobody watches that crap. And the only reason he had a bot is so he could bash Trump. Anyway, this guy apparently uh, is all about the chicks. He's all about the women, the Me Too movement. Except for the four chicks that he beat the hell out of as he was having affairs with. And uh, and they were girlfriends as well. Four women all coming forward saying, he beat us. And his answer was, well, he didn't deny it. He just said, I was role playing. He would punch them. He'd spit on them. He'd make them into kind of slaves. Um, all that stuff. And he said, I'm role-playing. He did. He said, you're my... I'm, he, he called the one girl a brown slave, which, by the way... I know. Brown slave. Brown slave. So we have that. He, he is now uh, out of a job. By the way, Trump predicted that four and a half years ago in a tweet. He said, Spitzer's gone. Wiener's gone. Is Schneiderman next? He's worse. And I'm paraphrasing the tweet. There you go. Uh, third thing I think you need to know... Uh, now we find out from Allie Miller that the Pima County Administrator Chuck Huckleberry wants to buy that bowling alley on Miracle Mile. Now we find out it's full of asbestos. Uh, however, we found that out because we got environmental quality reports on it um, and documents. But the permits for the uh, updating the, the kitchen and whatever else they did there, 
They are locked up. Nobody can see them. I wonder why. What are they afraid of? Why are these permits locked up? Pima County up to some really shady stuff, man. Shady stuff. And you need to be uh, lighting up the phone lines, the email, and go to the meeting, which is next Tuesday, for Pima County uh, Board of Supervisors. Just do it all. Do it all. Three things I think you need to know. Now, I never talk about birthdays. Just real quick. Never, ever, ever I talk about birthdays. Because nobody cares except for you and, like, your mom. That's what it comes down to. However, I just got a hell of an email from Dan. You're going like, to like this. All right? Dan sends me an email. Today is my birthday. At 6 a.m., I learned that my intended day of replacing a septic system had been pushed until tomorrow. The kids are at school. The wife is at work. I'm at home alone with my dogs, drinking coffee, and laughing my ass off to the best damn morning show that I have ever enjoyed. Love this show. So, Dan, happy birthday. He's the first person I've wished happy birthday on this show ever. Is that right? I think that's right. As far as I know. So, if you want the happy birthday thing, appease my ego the same way Dan. But he really means it. I really do appreciate it. He gets to... And I'm jealous he gets to sit at home, kids are at school, wife's at work, he's drinking coffee, being entertained, getting informed, laughing, laughing, laughing at the fact that the asbestos abatement may cost 700 grand a year, we just don't know. As long as we can make that funny, I think that's pretty good. You should be happy. Which one? You get to sit here, drink Drink, coffee, hang out with me, laugh, wife is not around. But I have to do the work for it. Wives aren't around. Isn't the work worth it? You have somewhat of a point. Hmm. I mean, not that it would be a bad no, thing. No, I mean, I were. love my wife. It'd be great if she was here, yeah, right? And yeah. you'd like yours if she was oh, here, yeah, too. Totally, totally, totally. I mean, because, totally. yeah. like, yeah. Out. What? There's a man space. <clears throat> Happy birthday. Yes, there you go. Happy birthday, Dan. Uh, yeah. That's all I got. What's so, he going to bring us for his birthday? Oh, stop it. What? He's sitting at home. Let him sit at home and have a good time. That's it. You know, it's bad. And this is kind of funny because eventually you get to the point where I don't want to go out. I just want to sit at home and enjoy my yeah, my quiet time. What do you want to do for Father's Day? I just want to. I just want, I want to, everybody to go to the movies. Yes, I want everybody and I'll to stay leave. Home. And I just want to sit here. <laughs> or you can rub my feet, and then the door closes. Come out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, quiet time it is. Yeah, quiet time it is. See you later. No, we uh, we love everybody in our families. <clears throat> right. I wasn't saying yeah. we did it. No, but, me either. You know, sometimes you need some alone time. Like in the pool by yourself. With? A sixer. Yeah, okay. What? <laughs> and sometimes you just need to have fun drinking coffee, outing the hell out of Chuck Huckleberry and the corrupt morons of the Pima County Board of Supervisors, yes. Sands Alley Miller. Yes. Why isn't Steve Christie lighting up my phone with text saying I'm against this too? I want it. What, what's going on with that? That's just too bad. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-567. How about the other thing, the fact that there's going to be a random $700,000 a year master agreement so Chuck can get money. I need seven hundred grand a year for five years to uh, get rid of asbestos. Where? I don't know. Places. Places. Right? Places. I don't know if these are doing it for me. I got to be honest with you. Right? Um, now, why are the if you know this, if you're involved in this stuff, again, I'm not a building inspector, the government stuff, why would permits be locked up, not available to the public? Isn't that public? You know, you pull permits to find out if they 
did the right thing if they added a room, if they did something else. You need a permit to do these things, right? To do renovations, to add stuff. Why would the permits be locked up for the work done at the Golden Pins Bowling Alley on Miracle Mile? Where, by the way, again, yesterday talked about the story from 10 years ago in the Tucson Citizen, where the owners were like, we, we put almost a million dollars to change this, uh, to, to upgrade the, the bowling alley because Miracle Mile is coming back to life. Yes, back to life. I'm sure you could find out, or can you not find out what the work they did 10 years ago? Or And by the way, Chuck Huckleberry wants to pay over market value because they just did five or $600,000 in improvements. They improved the kitchen and something else? Like a sitting room. They put like new carpet. I had a caller call and said new they, so, they put in like a sit. Like where you order your food, you go to the back and you sit there and you can eat. So that's the, what is that going to do to help county if they all of a sudden give free stuff? Listen, this is going to get torn out. I know. Well, that too. But th- this, this is a good point. But the, the, count, the, the job of the government is to pave the freaking roads and provide money for uh, the sheriff's department. And that, that's the primary, primary job. It's not to, to do free mammograms. It's, it's not to... Oh, God, it's just, it's, it's, it hurts my head. It hurts my head. What should we do? Is any of these? Just start from the top. Gary, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hello. Hi, Gary. Welcome to KNST. Yeah, I... I'm an old retired engineer. I retired off Fort Riley. We did a lot of the uh, asbestos abatements and different things out there. The the issue that I haven't heard mentioned at all mm-hmm. is the fact that any building prior to 1977 probably has lead-based paint in it. Oh, and then when did, how old is that building? 50 years old? 60 years old? Something like that? Well, yeah, it was built in 1950, so it had 25 years or more of putting lead-based paint into it. Well, what can you just paint over? Like, if they, I'm sure they repainted it when they did the renovations ten years ago. Couldn't you just? Did they fix it then? I don't know. Yeah. Well, all you got to do is is chip what you repainted, and you've uncovered you've uncovered lead base. So how do you get rid of it? You have to just like scrape everything off in the big hazmat it's, suits. It's, it's an asbestos abatement, also. So oh. especially when you get into child and all the the, the yeah. kids of yesterday, the poor folks that where the kids chewed the window stools off and stuff, they wind up with lead based poisoning which has been probably misdiagnosed many times as ADHD. Uh, the only way they can tell the difference is going to the hair root and, and doing a test on oh, it. Oh, no kidding. Interesting. So it's, it's, it's really, uh, I, I would have some firm that's interested in hazardous materials to, to make sure that, 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 this, that there's not a, some kind of a lead-based paint issue. Well, I'm sure there film. is, and I'm sure that if they if they do buy this, I'm sure it'll happen because they're going to have to, and then it's just another cost that was not talked about well, by Huckleberry. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, and we get to pay for yeah. it. Yeah, and that can be just as expensive as asbestos. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Gary, I appreciate that. Thank you very hey. much. That's something else that somebody needs to think about because that we, the taxpayers, wind up paying for it. You're damn right. That's a great call. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. I appreciate it. Damn right. It's another thing that Allie's going to have to ask uh, the huckster. That's what he is. The huckster. James, welcome to KNST. Hello, James. Morning, Garrett. What's up, James? Uh, well, there's a violation going on there, and that is his public fiduciary responsibility to his monetary funds, which means how he spends our taxpayer dollars. The corruption lies in the fact that it starts with the memo itself. He doesn't put other options. He's telling the politicians what to do. 
when it's supposed to be the politicians telling him what to yes. do. So that one is obvious. The second thing is the other things that he can do that are well within his administrative directives, which fulfills his public responsibility to the fiduciary part, meaning simply there are other options to offer other than what he does. That's where his corruption is lying because he's violating his own directives, period. Well, what do you, what do you do? I guess it's a very gray area. I agree, but it's a gray area. How do you prove that? It's or, not gray. It's by, I, listen, again, and what do you have? You have three knuckleheads plus Christie on the board of supervisors that will not do anything to challenge this guy. Christie's learning. Ali's learned. She's not an amateur anymore. He won't be. It's a simple thing. He fulfills his public responsibility by committing to his fiduciary responsibilities. He can simply he tell, has the, no hold on. Fiduciary he can responsibility. Simply tell the two private owners, look, this is the deal. I'm going to let you write this all off in taxes. You take care of the abatement and everything else. We'll return it to desert and dust. You walk away with your profit when you finally sell it to some commercial realty, which is in the private sector that yep. will pay taxes, renovate it, and do whatever they want. We will have you eliminate the asbestos problems and everything else because the EPA rules read that whoever built that is responsible no matter what until it is finished, which means it's properly disposed of. And, sir, that's inside weeds and everything else, but that's what he's supposed to be doing. I agree. Good morning, Chuck. There you go. Thank you, James. I, I wish he'd do that. There has to be demand. You know, he's supposed to, but who's? we have nobody except for us shouting here on the radio, and nobody else is going to do anything. By the way, you notice, is, is there going to be any story from Bud High Pants Foster on this? Bud Press Release Foster. Any, any other, any other, anybody else going to cover this? Probably not. Probably not. That's why the ratings stink. That's why the ratings here are good, and, and people are happy, and advertisers are happy, because this is what we do. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, the problem is he doesn't have a fiduciary responsibility. Chuck thought it was a good idea, again, to accept the donation of a out-of-business golf course that costs hundred grand to fix up and hundred grand a year to maintain. That's not responsible. He doesn't want private sales to do That's why we have to ask the questions. Are the owners tight? Are the owners, were they going to shut down anyway? Is there Are there deals being made in that aspect? I mean, it's just, it's crooked. It's as crooked as Hillary. It's as crooked as Hillary. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, you can continue to comment on this. It's crazy. we got to get the Schneiderman, the things that this guy has said. Oh, my goodness. you got to hear what Trump said about this uh, attorney general that's no longer an attorney general who has beaten his girlfriends and the women who's had an affair with four of them. Four of them. He said he, was, he didn't deny it. I was role-playing. I didn't assault anybody when I punched them in the ear so hard they were bleeding. No, it's just role-playing. Wait till you hear what Trump said about this guy going back uh, four years on Fox News. It's coming up. KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Shun. All right, 829. Thanks for hanging out. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow me there. Yes, that way... You can see my uh, my sweet mug, and people keep telling me to shave. Like my wife likes the scruff, so you lose. You know, there's she wins. There's scruff, and then what you got going on now? You know, watch it. What is it? It's it's getting more white every day, which sucks. But I refuse to be one of those guys that puts the the coloring in the chin hair and the. She's a sharpie marker. Or your wife's eyeshadow or eyelash stuff. I call it distinguished. Hey. Sunny in a hundred today. That Sunny what you in a hundred. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that.
Oh, you're old. Thank you. Ah. J- Jack, welcome. You're older than me. Jack, welcome hey, to KNST. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Sure. I just had a question. I've been racking my brain this morning Rack trying it. to figure out when when I saw Chuck's name on a ballot and when I voted for him, you know, because he's got a lot of power because he just says that I want this, and the, his little minions go, oh, yeah, let's do that, you know. And then they go, when the election comes around, oh, I had nothing to do with that. That was Chuck's fault. They're supposed you know? to hold him in check. They're supposed to say, like, there's he, again, you know how it's supposed to work. You didn't vote for him. He could be fired. And, you know, people, you know, you get this. People that are new to the show need to realize here in little old Pima County, where we're one of the poorest counties in the country, right? And in Tucson, they grew negatively for six years, negative economic growth, which is insane in America, but right. it happened, right? Well, Chuck, hang on, Chuck, don't interrupt, here. don't interrupt. Chuck gets paid. $288,000 a year. He is the second highest paid county administrator in the country. Only the Los Angeles county administrator makes more than Chuck Huckleberry, which is insane. Well, California has the fifth largest economy in the world. I know. Thank you. And I listen, <laughs> Jack, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. But he is the second highest paid county administrator in the country. In Pima County, Maricopa is bigger. Guy makes less. There are counties in New York that are much larger. Chuck makes more. He gets raises. The supervisor is supposed to hold him in a check. They just do what he wants. That's why are they dumb or just corrupt or inept or what? Who knows? Uh, 831. You know what? We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do some of the Schneiderman stuff. What Trump said about Schneiderman four years ago. This is, again, the guy that got busted. This is a big time. He was part of Deep State, by the way. He was part of Deep State to try to take down Trump. And he's all about the chicks. He's all about, you know, he's beating the hell out of them. We have so many sound bites for you to, to to hear about this guy, and we've described it all show long. Also, about how these women are saying that he used to, you know, punch us, beat us, choke us, beat me, spit on me, make me call him master, call me his brown slave. All this stuff, this sick freak wanted to do. Yet, really, before we go to break, yet this is what he said at the women's march. The women's march. Let's play number one thirty four. One thirty four. Listen to this. One thirty four. Uh, this this uh, piece of garbage, Eric Schneiderman, listen. Are we ready to fight against male supremacy in all its forms? Yeah, you hypocrite. We'll continue. Here's Fox. Your wife. Exactly. Now it's weird. 840. Yeah, totally. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, um, this is... Uh, this this is this is pretty incredible stuff. The Trumpster looks like the reports are he's going to pull out of the Iran deal, but nobody knows what he's going to do until he says it, and he's going to do that about eleven o'clock in the morning local time. That's what he is going to do. Uh, he'll make the announcement about the Iran deal. Second thing I think you need to know um, is that uh, now we find out that the Pima County Administrator Huckleberry wants to buy the bowling alley on Miracle Mile. We talked about it yesterday. Now we find out there's asbestos in it, but he never told the supervisors there's asbestos in it. And we don't know how much it's going to cost, but magically, Huckleberry's going to have seven hundred grand on the agenda next week in their meeting for asbestos treatment, asbestos abatement. Not saying where, just I need seven hundred grand a year for five years. Wow. Third thing, I think you need to know: Eric Schneiderman, the New York uh, Attorney General, is out of his job. He quit because four women were brave enough to speak to the New Yorker and say he beat the hell out of us. He's violent. He was drunk. He drank a lot. Uh, he was a sex freak. He would he just dominated. He was like the S and M. He spit on me, made me say I was his property. All these things. He'd punch him. He punched him so hard in the ear they'd bleed. I mean, it it's terrible. He'd choke him. 
And that's your guy standing up for women. That's the party of women right there. Democratic Party for women. Three things I think you need to know. It's true. You know, play this hypocrite real quick. Play it again. The, um, what is it, 134, I believe? I got to yeah, get my... Uh, it's 134. It's 134. And then play the one after. This is the same press conference. This is what he said. Oh, this is what he said actually at the... At the vagina march this year. Here we go. Are we ready to fight against male supremacy in all its forms? Yeah, as he's beating the hell out of his girlfriends and chicks he's uh, having affairs with. Uh, then 135, he's going after Harvey Weinstein, who did uh, he did bad things. I, I did he be? I don't remember Harvey Weinstein choking chicks though, unless you count you know his fat body on top of them and they can't. Br- anyway, listen to this. Here we go. We have never seen anything as despicable as what we've seen here. A pervasive pattern of sexual harassment, intimidation, discrimination, and abuse at the Weinstein Company. What about your own, uh, yeah, yeah, he did, yeah, Harvey did choke that. Um, what about what about your own life there, pal? Nothing? And you want to hear about the party for women, the Democratic Party for women? Play 136. Ronan Farrow, who broke this story in The New Yorker, said the women, these are all big Democratic women, by the way, that he said one's a Harvard-educated something or other, activist, uh, they're all big time in the Democratic Party, these women, that he did this stuff to. And they were told to basically shut up, listen. In case a woman was bleeding from the ear in a persistent way afterwards. But the point I want to make is that in those conversations after the fact, a lot of their friends and loved ones said, don't do it, don't speak out against him. And in some cases, that was because they feared the risk of reprisals. You know, they described uh, him threatening people, uh, using his office and his power to say, you know, he could wiretap people or he could come after people. But also in some cases, Allison, those friends warned them off of talking because they thought that he had the power to do too much good for the Democratic Party. Yeah, you know, don't say anything about him beating the hell out of you and choking you and spitting on you and drinking a lot and wanting threesomes and threatening you to do it and all that other stuff because he's good for the Democratic Party because he's going to take down Trump, okay? He's going to take down Trump and we need that. It's more important for the country, for the rest of us, for the party, to get rid of Trump than it is for you to expose this hypocrite who's beating the hell out of you and other women. You shush. Party women, Democrats, we love you. Equal pay. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. This is, uh, this is insanity, isn't it? And Trump knew about this four and a half years ago. Trump tweeted, Spitzer's gone, Wiener's gone, is A.G. Uh, Schneiderman next? Is he a crook, question mark? I mean, he, listen, he was all over this. All over it. He knew Schneiderman was bad news when he tweeted. Let me see the exact date. September 11, 2013. Wiener is gone. Spitzer has gone. Next will be lightweight. A.G. Eric Schneiderman. Is he a crook? Wait and see. Worse than Spitzer or Wiener. He knew it. Trump knows. I'm telling you, this is why my theory is that Trump has been wanting to run for president for 20 years. And he's been gathering intel on all the players. For 20, he's a rich man. He can pay people to gather intel. So he knows everything about everyone. He's like, I'll tell you. I'll show you how politics is played. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And by the way, this Schneiderman didn't deny that he did this. He said, I have engaged in role-playing and other consensual sexual activity. I have not assaulted anyone. No, that's assault, brother. Now, here's Trump on Fox News, October 20th, 2014. Uh, Fox and friends, listen to this. 
Uh, there's there's something in the New York Post this morning. There's a, an exclusive from Fred Dicker. He's the uh, state guy up in Albany. He's got a story that the attorney general for the great state of New York, Eric Schneiderman, who you know very well, uh, he apparently uh, was doing coke uh, while he was oh. a, a, a state senator. And yeah. he has said he's done drugs in the past, but never when he was an elected official. Well, he may be doing them now. He sued a lot of companies and, and, frankly, driving business out of New York. He's considered one of the worst attorney generals, really the worst attorney general in the country. <laughs> uh, very weak, very pathetic. He sued me. I have a school of 98% approval. He sued me. And I could have sued. They wanted to settle so bad. I could have settled so easily. And instead, I'm winning the case like easily. I mean, his case has now been totally gutted. You know, one thing I see when these guys, they sue the banks and the banks immediately settle instead of fighting it out. And I even tell bankers, big bankers, I know them all, why don't you fight these things? They always settle. But Schneiderman's a total lightweight, a real dope. And uh, yeah, now they're saying he took coke. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, he probably still does. He's done a very right. poor job. I didn't did you like him? It's not a question of like, he's done a terrible job for New York, really terrible. Did you beat him? In way? I know he came after you with the yeah, Trump Yeah, I school. beat him badly, and, and most of his cases gutted. And again, they wanted to settle the case so badly, and let's settle the case. Why don't you settle? He just wanted to get some publicity on Trump. Right, and but I you said, stuck to your principles. You stuck to your principles and fought it, which is the right thing to do, because otherwise this kind of thing goes on and on, the, the abuse of power. Well, I think too many people settle cases. I yeah. think, frankly, right. these banks, when they agree to pay all of this money, and in some cases I believe they're in the right, yeah, yeah. and, you know, when they're yeah. not, that's one thing. Guilfoy would have done your case pro bono. Because they yeah. get sued. So, you know, I don't believe in that. I believe in fighting things out. I believe in fighting things out. That's right. That's right. Uh, 847 on KNST AM 790. Now there's more. Oh, there's more. Let me let me play a little bit for you. This is the Schneiderman guy. This is the Schneiderman guy who is um, now out of work. He, uh, in June 20th of last year, he was at a standing up for women's health, right? It's basically pro-abortion and you shouldn't attack women for uh, their, their, you know, wanting abortions. Listen to what this guy says. Listen, put him, throw me, am I up over there? Good, here we go. And we are here at Choices today to stand up for the most fundamental of constitutional rights, the right to integrity, privacy, and protection of your own body and your own personhood. We are standing up against violence oh. and sending a clear message that in New York, the laws protecting access to abortion and all other reproductive health services will be enforced. Mm -hmm. The decision to terminate a pregnancy Just is deeply personal. It is often painful. Sometimes a mother learns that her own life is at risk if she carries a pregnancy to term. But it doesn't matter what the reason is. The law guarantees Listen. that women are the ones who have the right to make that choice, not some men sitting in Albany or Washington. The law trusts women Listen. and we are here to enforce that law uh -huh. and for years women who have come to this clinic uh, who have sought many different types of reproductive health services have been confronted by angry protesters who are determined to stop them from exercising their constitutional rights and their legal right and their moral right to control their own bodies and ladies and gentlemen protesters yep. really understates what we're dealing with we are talking about vicious harassment, oh. abusive language, threats, oh. physical confrontation. Every Saturday morning, 
protesters descend on this clinic and turn the sidewalk into an obstacle course. Whoa. Got to protect those women. Of course, I go home and I beat the hell out of these women, but I'm just role playing. It's not assault. It's not assault. No, 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 no. Again, Harvard educated activist Tanya Selvaratnam told the New Yorker she had a year long affair with him. It was a fairy tale that became a nightmare. Quickly escalated into violence in the bedroom. He even begged for threesomes. Sometimes he'd tell me to call him master and slap me until he did. Until I did. He started calling me his brown slave, demanding I repeat that I was his property. Slaps started after we'd gotten to know each other. It it was uh, at first as if he were testing me. Then it got stronger and harder. It wasn't consensual. This wasn't sexual placating. This was abusive, demeaning, threatening behavior. Yep. Drinking all the time. The abuse increased until Schneiderman was not only slapping her, but spitting on her and choking her. He was cutting off my ability to breathe. We could rarely have sex without him beating me. He was often fueled by booze, she said. He'd push her to drink. Drink your bourbon, turn up, she said he ordered her. That was her nickname. Yep. Yep. There you go. This guy's got some issues. He's got a lot of issues. But he's all for the women! He's all for the women. Oh, yeah, he is. Uh-huh. Um, he's standing up for male supremacy. All over. Let's fight male supremacy. I mean, how do you, what kind of a sick freak are you in your head that you're, you're saying that and then you know that what you're doing, what you're literally doing to these women? We'll continue. 850 KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. 908, let's do it on this Tuesday, May 8th. It is your morning ritual. I still have so much stuff left in the prep, but that's just that's just what happens. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, we're going to hear President Trump's Iran decision on the Iran deal coming up at about 11 o'clock local time. So just keep listening for that. Second thing I think you need to know, uh, we're finding out, we'll have more on this in a minute, the bowling alley that Huckleberry wants to buy, the Golden Pins over on Miracle Mile, uh, may have some asbestos issues that may cost you a lot of money, maybe even in the millions. Third thing I think you need to know, more than almost $3 million, by the way, to, uh, to buy it. Third thing I think you need to know is that our Eric Schneiderman, the New York Attorney General, is no longer a New York Attorney General. A big Democrat hates Trump. We didn't get a chance to even play it. He's part of Deep State. He was with Stroke and uh, and and uh, and Page on those texts. He's part of that. He got busted. He had to resign last night very quickly because uh, four women came forward to the New Yorker and said he beats us, he spits on us, he dominates us. It's really pathetic. It's really disgusting what he does. And then on top of that, they were told to just be quiet. For the good of the party, the Democratic Party, Party for Women. Three things I think you need to know. Um, all right, so uh, there's new news, apparently, for this ridiculous story about Pima County and Chuck Huckleberry, the administrator, wanting to spend almost $3 bucks to buy a bowling alley on Miracle Mile and make it the giant community services center when we all are clamoring for the freaking roads to be fixed. I want to spend almost $3 bucks on this. But they tell us we need a sales tax for the first time ever in Pima County to fix the roads. Get out of here. And that wouldn't even go to roads. It's a general t- general fund, whatever. Allie Miller, the only supervisor that's doing a damn thing about this, joins us again with an update. Hi, Allie. How you doing? Hi. Good morning, Garrett. All right. So what you got? 
Well, um, yesterday um, I was reading through the documentation in preparation for the board meeting, and I noticed that in one document it says they remodeled the kitchen recently, you know, the $500,000 worth of improvements, Mm. and the other document said the bar. So I called my staff and asked them to pull the permits, any permits that they could find on this to see what had actually been done. And unfortunately, there is uh, these records are locked. However, they were able to pull up uh, records from the Department of Environmental Quality. Those records were not locked. And it shows that back in April of 2017, uh, uh, Golden Pins had an analysis done on their building, and uh, it was a company called Desert Analytical that did the analysis. And one of the questions on the document says, is asbestos present? It says, yes. Oh, boy. Yep. And then there is, as part of the renovation, they also have to get a permit from the Department of Environmental Quality to actually do the work. And it talked about there's asbestos in the ceiling tiles, in the drywall systems, and something VAT slash mastic. I assume that's what holds the tiles on the floor, maybe. Mm. But uh, that's where the asbestos is present, and they have the type of work practices, full containment, critical barriers, negative air machines, et cetera, et cetera. You have to wet it down. Um, and so Southwest Hazard Control actually did this renovation. And it's, you know, what's interesting is you do these renovations, you have to follow federal guidelines. It's very, very strict. And the one thing that I'm going to be asking for is the cost of, uh, it appears they did about 554 square feet of renovation, uh, which is documented in the uh, analysis. So the question becomes, how much is this going to cost the taxpayers when it comes time to renovate and redo this facility to, uh, to repurpose and, and reuse it as a facility for um, drug treatment and um, breast mammogram- mammograms and, and those types of things? Um, this is getting really bad. Um, and I believe once you start digging in on these types of things, it'll be interesting to see what it costs them for 550 square feet. Yeah, so, okay, so first off, are you sure that they got all the um, all the permits? I mean, you got, they got permits and stuff like that. Did they do right. everything the right way? Well, they had, they paid company, a company called um, Southwest, uh, what is it, Southwest Hazard Control. Okay. So they have real strict guidelines they have to follow. Okay. They had to dispose of, of it in the Marana landfill. They have real strict guidelines related to asbestos removal. Um, And it it appears it was only 554 square feet. And uh, so that's the surface area that they actually did. Obviously, this building's a lot bigger than that. And we do know the estimate to uh, remove or demo uh, three restrooms was 225000 Yep, from that golf course, the Steve Christie golf course uh, donation. So yes. that'd be two hundred twenty-five. And again, this this building is almost fifty thousand square feet. Exactly. Yes. And this was not uh, disclosed to the board uh, in the memorandum from Mr. Huckleberry in any of the background material. Had I not, you know, been curious about what actually got done down there, we would have never known this. And this, this, this is, is uh, this is a big deal. Yeah. So they it have going to cost yeah, a lot of money. A ton of money. And. 
we already own a building. I, I'm sitting in an office right now that has asbestos in it. And we had to sit here when they renovated Steve Christie's office and the ceiling tiles, there were particles falling down into my office all over. And we're buying another building that we have to renovate for asbestos. How about we do it for the Pima County employees that are here right now versus uh, buying another building to renovate? This is absolutely, uh, you know, unbelievable that I mean, we, we would we, be doing this. We need to look at this. You know, you know, you just have to sit back and the questions that come to mind. And by the way, this is Allie Miller who you're listening to on KNST AM790, Pima County Supervisor District 1. The questions that come to mind are, is this purchase happening because the owner realized there is an asbestos problem and he just wants to get rid of it because he doesn't have to pay for all this stuff. Uh, two, um, why didn't any of the supervisors, other ones, that obviously must have known about this, because you said yesterday, once Chuck puts us in a memo, he knows he can do it because he already pretty much has the guarantee he'll get the votes. Why didn't they question him? Do they not do they, do they not question him now about this stuff? I mean, there, there's still time for them to say, Chuck, if they really had any gumption, and you're going to say it, how much will it cost for the asbestos cleanup? Right, and this is these are absolutely legitimate questions to be asking. And quite frankly, who would buy a building that was uh, full of asbestos? Yeah. Who would buy that to, at to over renovate? market va- at, at over market value by thirty percent? Yes, thirty and, and potentially forty percent because the other uh, appraisal said two million. <laughs> the first appraisal on the same date, same time, signed by the same appraiser was two million, and then the same date, same time was 2.2 million which is it um and so it could be as much as 40 percent more than what it's worth and this is absolutely i i just hope people show up to this meeting and i hope people start speaking out because how many more uh buildings are we going to buy from folks that have that need asbestos abatement um this is wrong this should not be done we already have a facility in the description and the background material he's talking about a Pima County owned facility over in Flowing Wells where we already serve I think it was roughly 12,000 uh, women uh, per year why don't we just continue doing what we're doing there it obviously it's a good location if that many women are showing up at that location and obviously it's working quite well if we're able to serve that many people and to say we need to buy this new facility that we'll have to do asbestos asbestos abatement in is just wrong and um people need to email you know it's district one at pima.gov is my email just go down the list two three four five or you can go to pima.gov and get all the emails and phone numbers for folks but your roads aren't getting fixed they're continuing to fall apart these monies come out of the general fund and and guess what's on the agenda next week what's that a, a, a master agreement to do asbestos abatement, mold abatement for seven hundred plus thousand dollars that has uh, four one-year renewals on it. So you know that's over three point two million dollars for this type of thing, and taxpayers uh, should be outraged by wait, this. So, I know I am. Wait, so wait a second. What, what is that? What is that for? Is that for just a random? Is he trying to hide that? Is that is that for well, this particular bowling yeah. alley? When, you, when he does these master agreements, it is not specific to a project, so he'll charge to it for multiple projects. So it makes it very difficult to be able to track down project costs. For example, on the courthouse, when they did the asbestos abatement over there, we had to run around uh, to all of these master agreements because that's how we did the initial renovations. He was using monies left over on master agreements and charging there. 
And uh, yes, it makes it very difficult to uh, track the project cost. And it's as if you're just doing these general um, tasks around the county that are, you know, real small tasks. But this isn't the case here. These need to be tracked specific to this project. So if I understand it, again, so he basically says, I need 700 grand a year, and I'm going to use it for abatements at different locations. And yeah, the, the, I'm not I, telling you exactly not where I'm going to use it. Yeah. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he wants to, puts out a memo to buy this bowling alley. You find out that all of a sudden there's asbestos everywhere, and all of a sudden next week there's a thing on the agenda that says, I need 700 grand a year for five straight years. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Five, and by the way, and he doesn't tell you what it's used for, but obviously, let's not be stupid here. Now, yeah. didn't he say also that they, if he buys this building for almost three million bucks after closing costs and everything, it's going to save taxpayers six hundred grand a year in leases they have to provide these services around town of these different buildings. So, it might that's as well buy. What he, that's what he says, and they have some building at Prince and First Avenue that they're leasing for six hundred thousand a year. It didn't sound like it was that. I, I think it was somewhere around seven thousand square feet, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, let me tell you. And I'm I, wondering I why are we paying yeah. that much in in leasing? Yeah. Uh, let me tell you something. I I work a block away from that, at Oracle in Fort Lowell, uh-huh. and this is not a nice area. If he if he is if if the county is is paying six hundred grand a year to lease a building, I'm in the wrong business. I need to buy a building and lease it to you suckers. Yeah, exactly. And I've got to find out which building it is, exactly how much how much square footage, but that doesn't even make sense to no. me that you would pay that much money. Is that a friend and of his? And whenever we leave oh. things to people, it's always a whole lot. It's yeah. usually under the Ex- market exactly. value. Exactly. You guys at least in a worldview at under market value. I wonder if that First yeah. Avenue Prince building might be a friend of his or a friend of one of the supervisors. Who knows? So, But but here's the point, though, too, is that he's saying we could save six hundred grand a year by buying this building and not paying leases. But he's going to spend seven hundred grand a year for at least five years to get rid of asbestos. Well, we don't know if all of that money will be oh. spent on this building, but that's the thing he's not disclosing is how much that is going to cost us. And it's, uh, you know, if we um, want to invest in some sort of a building, we, it would be cheaper for us to build a building ourselves than to renovate yeah. asbestos. And it would be exactly what we wanted. Um, and I'm not, uh, don't get me wrong, I am not supporting building a new building because we already have facilities where we could be housing these services. They're already out there, right? Yep. They're already there. So what is the sudden urgent need? Well, people can read between the lines. This is absolutely outrageous that this is coming up now. And the purchase is uh, on the May 15th agenda, as well as that asbestos abatement uh, contract being on the May 15th agenda. And I do hope people show up, make phone calls if you're working, uh, uh, send, send emails, an email, yeah. and start getting more active in your government because we've all sat back and, and hope for the best, and we see what's happening at the national level. It's frightening, uh, this police state mentality, and we've got to stop this. And, and this project absolutely needs to be stopped. So the, uh, the meeting is going to be a week from today. Yep, in Pima, May 15th. At, at the Pima County, uh, at your building. Just in case people don't know, where, where are your meetings? It's at 130 West Congress, and it's on the first floor in the Board of Supervisors hearing room. The meeting starts at 9 a.m., and if you wish to speak, you can put in a speaker's card, and the open call is held at the beginning of the meeting. There's a couple of um, procedural-type things that we do, and then they go right to open call. 
So anyone can come in and speak about any topic they wish. The board can't interact with them, obviously, because Mm -hmm. that would be a violation of open meeting law. But you can come in and express your opinion. And and like I said, the Red for Ed, we had at least 150 people show up. But for these types of things, um, people aren't showing up. They're not communicating. Um, They're not sending emails and saying, I want my roads fixed first. And, you know, District 1 taxpayers pay uh, about 36% of all the property taxes for all five districts. So uh, I do hope we hear from the District 1 taxpayers that enough is enough, and we've got to stop Chuck Huckleberry from doing this uh, purchase. And again, what he's doing is not illegal. It's just wasteful and wrong. No, it's not illegal. Wasteful and wrong. It is wrong. Um, Why would you buy a building that you have to do asbestos abatement on, number one? And number two, he put this forward and did not inform the supervisors that it has asbestos. Yep. And the interesting thing about the golf course, he first said those restrooms absolutely had asbestos. Then he sent a memo and said they did not. And then in the boardroom, when I asked the question, I went back and listened to the video And he said, I didn't say there wasn't asbestos. So, you know, we'll find out uh, whether there's asbestos or not down there. Uh, I think (sighs) we need to pull permits there as well and see if they got a hazard permit to remove those restrooms. It's just wrong. It is wrong. Dumping this on the backs of taxpayers, the poorest community, one of the poorest communities in the state, and they're willing to dump this onto the taxpayers because someone doesn't want to uh, deal with uh, asbestos abatement. And by the way, real quick, again, I'm ignorant, and we're running short on time, but um, why why were those permits not, why are they locked up? Is that normal? No. Um, the building permits, we could not, they were locked up. It just so happened that we were able, you know, the environmental quality issues separate permits for asbestos abatement. So but they, but, they, but not it's not locked. normal. I mean, were they, they trying to hide this so nobody could find out anything? We do not know. Um, you know, people can make their own judgment, but that's uh, you seldom see uh, permits locked up so that you cannot access, access them, especially a supervisor's office. We should have 100% complete access to all of these permits. There's no reason that you would lock up these permits. Yeah. So uh, luckily... They, uh, the uh, environmental quality permits were not locked up, okay. and we got this information. So we all know this going in, and he wants to pay <laughs> over over the uh, the uh, uh, appraised value of this. This is absolutely obscene. Okay. Uh, really quick, uh, your district one at pima.gov, is that the email? That's my email. And then and district then it, two, district five three. You, and what's Huckleberry's? Yeah. Is Because then you go to Pima.gov and you can fill out a form that goes to him. Yeah, you go to Pima.gov and you can get his, it, it has county administrator there. Yeah. You can click on it. You can find his email address very easily okay. there. And I hope people make phone calls as well. Yeah. And, and start telling these folks, we have got to fix the roads. Stop giving it lip service. Stop playing games and use the money for the roads because this is, general fund money, yep. which can be used anywhere. Yep. And um, I'm sick and tired of hearing we can't fix the roads. There you go. Uh, yeah. Allie, thank you for telling us all this. We didn't miss anything, okay. did we? Nope, I okay. don't know. Nope. If not, call me back, but we'll get you on again. Thank you so much, Allie. I appreciate it. Thank okay. you for all the hard work. Okay, thanks, Garrett. You got to take care. Where is uh, Steve Christie for all this crap, huh? Fuck. Yes. Hello. How you doing? Maybe they can lock us in a, in a room. 
Put us in a room and go, only the strong survive. See who gets out. You want to do that? Yeah, why not? What if we they lock us in the room and then we're like, all right, cool, we just whip out some flasks and we just sit there for an hour. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, just kidding. Uh, no, they have cameras in there so they can help people out if they have trouble. They talk to you. Look over there. Look at they get stuck. It, it's a really cool place. Anyway, three things I think you need to know. Number one. Just take me on a date. Maybe I will. You bring something nice to wear. I always wear something nice. Nicer. Okay. A little... Lower. Anyway, three things I think you need to know. <laughs> Number one, Trump is going to give his decision on the Iran deal coming up in about an hour and 20 minutes. So uh, stay tuned for that. Second thing I think you need to know is that uh, you have, as we've learned now, we have asbestos. Yeah, asbestos in the bowling alley that Pima County wants to buy in the old huckster. Didn't tell the supervisors there's asbestos. And then magically, again, as you just heard Allie say, Allie Miller, 700000 bucks a year is going to be put on a master agenda or something like that. So you get seven hundred grand a year for abatement, but not saying where. What is up with that? Third thing I think you need to know, this Eric Schneiderman, this Eric Schneiderman is now, he's no longer the uh, Attorney General of New York, big Democrat, big Trump hater. Big Me Too guy, except that he was beating the hell out of four different women that he was dating and having affairs with. So, not good for that guy. Choking them, spitting on them, demeaning them, you name it. Awful. But they're the party of women Democrats. Three things I think you need to know. Um, you could comment also if you'd like about this uh, whole bowling alley thing, but, I mean, it's pretty outrageous. And you, I hope you get to uh, the meeting next Tuesday. I would go, but I'm on the air. I'm on the air. You think they're scrambling now down there at Pima County? I don't know, because they always seem to get away with this stuff, right? They always do. Um, I think it depends if people are calling in and, and complaining about this, asking questions. And if you're not, and you, you have to pay the, this taxes, then it's on you for, not, on for you. not doing something about it. It is on you for that. If you can call me and, and whine and complain to me, mm -hmm. you can call them, because they actually are, uh, you know, affect your money. Or I just affect your mind. Mm -hmm. So... Anyways, I'm you, done. What are you, Mika? You Mika's face? Yes, I we, tell you what to think. We, we tell them what to think. Yeah, I know. It doesn't exactly work like that, so uh, that, that's just uh, that's just nice. Go home to mommy. Thank you. 880-KNST, 880-5678. I tell you what to think. Go home to mommy. Oh, my God. Come on. Come on. Dude, but this guy, this guy was the, the great big hope. Stop whining. I know. We'll get, we'll get to your reaction coming up. Uh, but there's some... There, there's some, uh, there, there's some Judge Napolitano I want to play for you from Varney and Company this morning about this Eric Schneiderman. Throw me up over there if you don't mind. Can you throw me up over there? You cool? All right, listen to Judge Napolitano this morning with Stu Varney. Listen about this Schneiderman. Privately, it's very interesting. You know, I have to read a lot of stuff for this work here. And one of the things that I was reading, some of it is salacious, I have to tell you, is the uh, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page emails mm -hmm. and text messages. And those text messages reflect a lot of meetings outside the Justice Department with members of the DOJ and the FBI and one state official, not federal, Eric Schneiderman, mm. was present at a lot of those meetings. Speculation. Oh. It was sort of their insurance policy because Donald Trump can pardon anybody for a federal crime, but he can't pardon anybody for a state prosecution. Oh. I honestly believe that Attorney General, he's still the Attorney General to the end of the day, Schneiderman, 
was contemplating indicting either people around the president or the president, depending upon the outcome of the Mueller investigation, for violation of New York State financial laws, which have a low bar. They're a little bit easier to prove guilt than the uh, than the federal statutes. Wow. No, this guy was the uh, the great big hope of the left. Huh. Secret society? He was part. Why is the attorney general of New York going all the way down there? They were trying to sink Trump some way, somehow. Some way, somehow. Crazy, isn't it? So that's the latest. And again, Trump is doing all this stuff. And I got a text. Apparently, this is how, uh, this, is, this is just sick. What do you mind? Uh, saw a text, Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway apparently um, tweeted. She, she saw an Eric Schneiderman tweet where Eric Schneiderman on May 7th of last, oh, it was yesterday. Yesterday, okay. Um, yesterday, 9-11 p.m., this Schneiderman, Despite the fact that he is, I mean, he's, he's been shown to be a monster, perv, monster, horrible, right? He tweeted yesterday, no one is above the law, and I'll continue to remind President Trump and his administration of that fact every day. And Kellyanne Conway tweeted to him, gotcha, gotcha. And then Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood action, Planned Parenthood tweets at, at Kellyanne Conway, delete your account. Planned Parenthood is supposed to care for women, right? They're supposed women's health, women's rights. These women are getting the you-know-what beat out of them. And they don't care about that. They just hate Trump. Planned Parenthood is like, we don't, well, just listen. We don't care if women get the help, you know, get the you-know-what beat out of them. Uh, as long as they can have abortions, we're good. Again, he was choking and beating women. Choking and beating them. Apparently he was taking their Xanax. Uh, again, de Blasio wouldn't say anything. Wouldn't say anything. Um, you're right, they like this. He didn't deny any of this. Because we had the first caller of the show say, you know, these are just allegations. Schneiderman put out a statement. It's been my great honor and privilege to serve as the Attorney General for the people of the state of New York. In the last several hours, serious allegations, which I strongly contest, have been made against me. Doesn't deny, contest. While these allegations are unrelated to my professional conduct or the operations of the office, they'll effectively prevent me from leading the office work at this critical time. I therefore resign my office effective at the close of business on Tuesday. Tuesday, got to wrap up things, probably shred some documents, that kind of stuff, right? So he contests them because he said, I never assaulted anybody. It was role-playing. Um, again, it says here in the story, he was hitting and choking women without their consent, asking to use about half of a woman's prescription of Xanax. You ready for this? Mocking anti-gun demonstrators, including parents from Sandy Hook Elementary, where those kids were killed. He called the parents, and they're anti-gun people. That's fine. They get their... Listen, you lose your kids. You do what you want. It's, I don't have to agree with it, but it is what it is. He called them losers. This is the Democratic Attorney General, Eric Schneiderman. He called them losers. 
He did all this stuff. So he, I mean, this is a bad, bad, bad guy. Um, I mean, I have more stories if you'd like to. And by the way, what's amazing, as of uh, this morning, well before 6, I was looking. Yahoo News always has trending now. And I've looked for the whole show. There is not one mention of Eric Schneiderman. Nothing. He's not trending. Are you kidding me right now? You don't think people are caring, are talking about this? There, there's not even a, on the homepage of Yahoo, scrolling all the way down, there's not even a news story about this guy. Not a news story. Crazy, isn't it? Um, and we have sound bites to play as well. You know, let's, I want to play the other one real quick because this is a, this is a big deal. It needs to be heard over and over and over again. What the Democrats, the party of women really think. 136, Ronan Farrow on CNN, Ronan Farrow on CNN. This is what he said, uh, why the women took so long to speak up and they were being told these, and these are the women he was beating, by the way, his girlfriends, um, they, they were big time in the democratic party. But they were going to be sacrificed. Listen to this. Here we go. 136, Ronan Farrow on CNN. Here we go. In case a woman was bleeding from the ear in a persistent way afterwards. But the point I want to make is that in those conversations after the fact, a lot of their friends and loved ones said, don't do it. Don't speak out against him. And in some cases, that was because they feared the risk of reprisals. You know, they described uh, him threatening people, threatening uh, people, using his office and his power to say, you know, he could wiretap people or he could come after people. But also in some cases, Allison, those friends warned them off of talking because they thought that he had the power to do too much good for the Democratic Party. He had too much good. You know, this is the thing. Talk about abusing power. I mean, obviously, what made them believe that he was going to wiretap them and use his power against them? Because he's done it in the past? I mean, think about that. What would make you think that somebody's going to abuse their power? Wiretap you. Use the power he has as attorney general to go after you. Because he has? This is government overreach. This is what we're mad about. They, they spied on Trump. They spied on people that were connected to the Trump campaign hoping to get dirt on him. This is what party is doing this over and over and over. When the Republicans do things wrong, wrong, I call them out. You know that. What about this? What about this? 880-KNST, 880-5678. I mean, it's... And this... Will this be ignored? Will it? Stupid New Yorkers keep voting the same damn way. I can say that because I'm one of them. 952, we'll continue. There's more, by the way. There's more unbelievable stuff you need to hear. Don't go anywhere. KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. To pursuing impeachment... If you win back the House, mm, depending mm, on the Mueller probe, the outcome. But I'm not a, a, a impeachment to me is a, a, a divisive issue. Oh, unless there's something so conclusive as we saw. Well, you didn't. You weren't born. But <laughs> so, <laughs> it's history to you as our youth. But in, in, when we saw in, uh, in Watergate. It became- yeah. All of a sudden, it's not the path. It's divisive. Yet all they want to do is impeach the guy. By the way, New York Times reporting, who knows if it's true or not, Trump spoke with the French president, Macron. They hugged, they kissed. Uh, anyway, uh, apparently he called Macron to say, I'm withdrawing from the Iran nuclear deal. We'll find out about 11 o'clock local time uh, if he's going to do that. 
What a day. It's only going to get crazier tomorrow for Trump Day. Russia's next.